0: It up. Oh, we declare a banner released over the city of the Gold Coast. The name above every other name, Jehovah Nissi. We, we raise a banner, a flag with the name of Jesus lifted high. Hallelujah. We declare this is going to be known as the God Coast. Oh no, we are no longer sin city. We are the God Coast. Hallelujah, I decree and declare that people will come in from the north, the south, the east and the west to find a true and whole meaningful relationship with the Saviour of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, it will come to pass that people will gather here on the God Coast to receive forgiveness and love from the wonderful Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, we praise you. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you for sending us Jesus Christ. Thank you for making a way forward. And we say today, oh, prepare ye the way of the Lord, for the Lord is coming. And just like John the Baptist was not worthy to to even tie the sandals of Jesus, we know our place. We, We know we are not worthy, only you are worthy. And so we praise you. We praise you, God. We praise you, God hallelujah hallelujah let's just sing that chorus one more time you are worthy of it all thank you jesus thank you lord you are worthy of it all you are worthy of it all From you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory, you are worthy of it all, you are worthy of it all. From you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Thank hallelujah! hallelujah. You, oh, there is such an excitement in the in the hallelujah. atmosphere. The tangible presence of the living God is here, Thank and today you. you will be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel and and Ruth and Well for for leading us into the throne room of grace. Hallelujah. Thank you for blessing us. (laughs) Pastor Gary, I'd like to
1: invite you. Praise God. Praise God. Who doesn't love coming to church on a Sunday afternoon? Hey, it's... Let me tell you, if you weren't here this morning, you missed something special, I encourage you come on Sunday morning as well, 9.30. But I want to pray for our offering. We, we don't do offering messages here at the refinery. We never have. But we pray for our offering every single week because we want to make sure it gets to where it needs to go. So if you've got your seed there, hold it up to the Lord. So that's what the Israelites did, right? When they gave the offering, they lifted it up to the Lord. And we have an offering box on either side. Father, through the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, cleanse us from within so that we may learn to think as you think until we're able to choose as you choose, Lord till we're able to judge as you judge, Lord, and see as you see, in order that our priorities may be according to your divine will, not ours. Lord, we're reaching out to you for help here. Lord, bless us as we give. May we always listen to the still, small voice from within that reminds us that giving is a responsibility of every believer. We know, Lord, that it is one of the highest privileges of those that have linked themselves by faith to the Saviour, Your Son, and it's in His name this morning that we pray. It's in, it's in Jesus' name. It's actually the evening, isn't it? This evening that we pray, Amen. Amen. So, if you, if you've got a seed that you want to sow, please feel free. And I've got the privilege again of. it's an honor and a privilege to be able to have pastor die here with us it's actually quite a humbling experience when when she says that this is her church and this is where her pastor is it's like come on it's pastor die so who's excited this is week 2 of binding the strong man i think we've got another 2 weeks to go another 2 weeks pastor die and then pastor ramel going to bring us a word for about 3 weeks which I know what the topic is, and it ties in really well with what Pastor Di is doing, and then she's coming back. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, the altar has been built, the sacrifice has been made, and fire is going to fall on this city. So get ready for it. This is the time of learning and committing yourself to what you're being taught, because I can't do it for you. I'd love to be able to. Pastor Di can't do it. She'd love to be able to. You've got to do it yourself. So let me encourage you this evening, especially those of you watching online. I know there's quite a few. You keep messaging me. I'm trying to preach a little bit here. Just give me five minutes. Let me encourage you. Grab this teaching. Take it to heart and run with it. Get ready. Jesus is coming back. Maybe even sooner than some of us think. Hallelujah. Pastor Dyke, can you come and bring us the word, please.
2: We were the ones that came in 1991 to establish a ministry of revival and God's fire. So then he lived tonight. When I knew the little ones as kids, you know, they have got here. And uh, now, Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. It's lovely to see you. Is that coming full circle? (laughs) You know, we pounded the streets. It it interceded. Stuff it seems a little bit crazy then. But I tell you what, sometimes you need to be a bit crazy, don't you, to uh, bring in. It, it, you know, it's like we don't want the old. Okay, it's working now. Okay. So I, I was introducing mainly myself and the vision that God gave. And uh, we had quite a few years. We came up, I think, in 1991. And then we started schools. And uh, that went on for quite a few years. And then uh, God closed the door on ministry full-time here on the Gold Coast and launched me into... Um, uh, South Korea was my base and uh, uh, Silk Road was my vision <laughs> and then a few years ago he told me come back he said it's time to come back to Australia because I'm about to do what I promised to do way back there in 1991 We've seen we've seen little outbreaks of it you know through the years it's been wonderful but it's nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed. So, uh, as I shared last week, I was crying out to God for answers. You know, over there in America, we saw amazing moves of the Spirit, but we didn't see the miracles that we were expecting. You know, we'd come into that amazing revelation of what the kingdom is all about. And then, uh, I don't know, it didn't seem... To come like we thought. You know, we thought probably build up for five years and then it'll hit. Well, 1991 to now is a long time. (laughs) We've seen little moves, but nothing like what we're going to see. You know, all our suffering is not worth comparing to the glory that will be uh, revealed. When I first started coming here to the church service, I thought coming to the League of Nations, so many... People, multicultures—I felt right at home—and <laughs> so I was crying out to God because I knew that if we were to do what we were meant to do and set the captives free, what we had—our education, the anointing—wasn't enough. You know, we had the evangelists out in LA, and and what they were doing—were witnessing to people out there in Hollywood Boulevard. A lot of them, you know, coming from schizophrenia to multiple personalities, prostitutes, pimps, drug addicts, drug runners. And we had to get them out of that atmosphere so that they could be in a safe place. Because, like in the Bible, pimps don't like their prostitutes getting saved. And so they threaten. Sometimes they, they follow through with the, with the threats. But uh, I, I'm just so excited t- today to see uh former pastor and the family. You know, it was a wonderful vision, and we, w- we were faithful to it all these years. And then it would be, how many years was it that Noel passed away? 13 years. Oh, my goodness. I'm older than I think. <laughs> 13 years ago, you, you know, Pastor Noel passed away. And uh, you wonder, you know, what what's going to happen now? But but you know, some of you new ones, you intercessors, you're coming into something that's already been established for years. And and so uh, I, I I was so glad when I heard about you you, you know the new intercessors group that are doing some of the crazy things that we used to do. I'm a bit of an introvert, so I did it more quietly, you know, but it's like power is not just loud, but if you're loud, go for it. If you're not like me, go for it. You know, we, we have an inheritance that we're going to uh, have. So I'm using the foundational scripture of Mark 3:27 for this series, uh, and, and it says, in fact, no one can enter the strong man's house Carry off his possessions unless he first ties up or binds the strong man. Then you can rob his house. When we were trying to rob his house without binding the strong man, I tell you, they were the floor with us. You know, all church full of people. We're going to take this city for God. You know, this, this city is going to be known as a place where Jesus lives. We were all so excited. But the thing about it was... We, did, we didn't have the, either the knowledge or the experience to see it come about. And so it was like, everybody said, we're with you, we're with you. So excited. We had a foot washing service, remember that one? <laughs> it was amazing. And for a while it was just going really good. And then one by one, the families started leaving. One by one, singles started leaving. You know, they say, it's no fun anymore. You know, there's a big difference from just having a like, like an ordinary church to taking the city for God. And because we didn't have what we needed, then uh, we, we lost. But uh, we decided we were going to take it back in 1991, and God brought us to Queensland, especially to the Gold Coast. So I'm just continuing what was already started. So those of you who are new to this... You know, it's all the uh, foundation's already been been laid. So I'm going to be teaching about who are the strong men. Uh, what what assignment is under each strong man's rule? Uh, and and we see here, I wrote it on the board. Strong man, the word kosmos kratos in the Greek, which means world rulers. So it's a false Trinity. We have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Satan, he has hell and death, Jezebel, and Antichrist. I started introducing hell and death last week, but we, we kind of ran out of time. <laughs> so I, I'm going to continue it again today, just lay that, that foundation. In Luke 9, 1, it says, When Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. You, you know, when we learn about this, we didn't know about the kingdom that much. You know, we didn't realize that we were called ambassadors to bring this kingdom uh, to earth from heaven. You know, that, that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, that which is in heaven, let it be on earth. And we were the ones that were trusted to bring heaven to earth. What an amazing time it's been. Uh, It's also not been without struggle, not been without many tears and many heartaches, but we're still here. (laughs) You know, my daughter said to me, what is it about retirement, Mum, that you don't understand? (laughs) You know, I think it was 64 when we were allowed the pension. (laughs) Yeah, well... I said, I'm not going to retire. I just re-fire. And keep re-firing and re-firing. I said, I want to be like Caleb. Going on to 80, saying, give me this mountain before I die. Well, we spent a lot of years establishing something here on the Gold Coast. And now, we're all you, you, some of you have traveled from afar. Last week, we had some that traveled from Boondel. You know, it's a long way to drive for a Sunday afternoon seminar, isn't it? you're not gonna regret it. We're gonna be equipping. That's our job. We were sent as apostles and prophets to establish something and equip the people to be able to advance the kingdom here. So we gave them authority to proclaim the kingdom, drive out demons and cure diseases. Luke 10, 18. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. But I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. The main emphasis was going out and doing the work, get people saved and set free and healed. And sometimes there was a forgetting about the giver and more focus on the gift. And I think God's bringing it more back to balance. It's all about him, isn't it? However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. At that, at that time, Jesus, full of joy by the Holy Spirit, He said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, (laughs) because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and you have revealed it to little children. You you, you know, it's like maybe old in age, but I'm still a child in experience. And uh, it's given the revelation to us. You know, I shared my testimony last week of where I've come from, and uh, how we've kind of come to this place now. I think I'm more excited now than I was then. You know, back then we had had to pay to hire a hall, and then we had to set up all the chairs, and then we had to pray the people in, and we had to do everything. And Pastor Anne and Noel, they they were the uh, worship leaders and the preachers, and we started out. I thought, God, what happened? The timing wasn't, his timing and my timing wasn't the same. So those of you who are still waiting on the timing, you know, be encouraged because it's what he he said, he will bring it about. So Jesus being full of joy through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you because you brought it to children. You know, there's another scripture that says, Think of who you were when you were called. Not, not, not many, uh, noble, you know, not many, wise. Not many, not many. And it was all those things that we were not. <laughs> and then he says, I chose those who are not to nullify that which is. And praise God, I've been preaching that oh, even before I came to Queensland, but ever since then. You know, people say, how can you do that? You know, I said, well, when God said, will you, I said, yes. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people, when he says, will you, they say yes, but they don't actually do it, you know, talk about it. But I just went and did it. Yeah, I got a lot of opposition. <laughs> you know, like, like Pastor Gary was saying, you know, do, you join with this and you join with this vision, you're going to have opposition. You know, from the people that you would think would love you and embrace you and welcome you. They didn't really like the message of uh, repentance, <laughs> reformation. I've been preaching that ever since I got saved. We need to see reform before we can actually see a world revival. Haggai said, You, you, you know, he says, I, I, I'm going to shake the heavens, I'm going to shake the earth. And we're going to go from one glory to another. You know, the 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 former glory was wonderful. You know, I've been in four different revivals in the world. And they were glorious, all very different. But I said, God, let me come back to the Gold Coast. That's where you brought me. You know, it was there that he brought me in the first place. And I thought, I don't want to be along the Silk Road and miss it. Well, COVID hit. (laughs) <laughs> that made sure I wasn't going to miss it. And now something else has been established. Don't ever despise the days of small beginnings, because now, now is the time. He goes on to say, yes, Father, for this you were pleased to do. <laughs> no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and and so many times we we have fellowship and we really want to know each other, you know, in a more intimate way, in in uh, bringing about the vision together. We kind of went our different ways, going different places, still spreading the word, still being in church, still. what we meant but there's something about now that's a different timing he turned to his disciples and said privately blessed are the eyes that see what you see for I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see but they did not see it and to hear what you hear but they did not hear it when I cried out Lord show us how do we do, Isaiah 61? You know, we are anointed to heal up the broken hearts, set the captives free, see the exchange take place, beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You, you, you know, that was a scripture the Lord called me on, I said last week. It's not that God forgot. You know, it's not that he just didn't remember anymore. It's just there's a timing, isn't it? You know, I, I, I think it was uh, Rachel. You know, her womb was closed and she couldn't have children. And then it said, and then God remembered Rachel. He never forgot her. It was just that there was a specific timing to birth that child. Well, there's a specific ti- time to birth this vision. Ooh, that, that kind of went right through me. <laughs> yeah. So there is a hierarchy, a pecking order in, in, in Satan's kingdom. And so it taught us. It took many, many years for me to grasp it. You know, who are the strongmen? Why do we need to bind them before we can take the goods? What is under the influence of which strongman? Well, that's what I'm going to share with you. We can be under the influence of a strong man's rule. And you can find out, you know, what it is that's stopping and hindering what God wants to do. And so I've written down here three Hell and Death comes against Jesus. Because it it was Jesus who came and took the keys of hell and death off Satan. So it comes against to try and stop us. Jezebel comes against the Holy Spirit. We didn't hear any teaching on Jezebel until we started <laughs> moving in the prophetic. And everything in the prophetic, she tried to kill. She tried to just rob and steal and destroy. Like we've got Satan, and then we've got the world rulers, and then we've got the, the demonic underneath. And so the order comes from Satan through the strongman to the demons, and they can carry out the work. But when you bind the strong man, they can't cry out. <laughs> you know, we've bound them so we can just go in and take take the goods. When I first took this uh, message to um, it was Sarawak now; it used to be the island of Borneo. Most mostly uh, Muslims in that place. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's just a small church, a little bit like what we've got today. And I took Margaret and Paul over. <laughs> we were fascinated by the little monkeys, <laughs> but you know there are a few monkeys there that were doing the devil's work too. So uh, taught them about binding the strong man. And this one guy used to evangelize the long houses, where all families would live together in a long house on the river. And I told him, if you buy the strong man, especially if hell and death comes against evangelists, you, you, you know, you, you probably will be able to take the goods. Over there, they were so hungry. You know, we want to do it. Tell us how we'll do it. Not just tell us how and we'll talk about it. <laughs> and when I started doing this seminar, I got all these people calling me and getting in touch with me and saying, I remember I remember when you were here all those years ago. I'm glad you're doing it. Pity we live so far away now. But you know that message never died. It was just uh, waiting for others to rise up, take it with us. So we look at this, we see that antichrist comes against the father. You know, I, I always thought that antichrist would come against Christ you know, Antichrist, but it's not just against. It means a substitute for. So we're going to look at the substitutes that people put before Jesus and then see how the enemy can take the goods from us. So when I first, uh, after all these years, began to realize about this message and how powerful it was, then God released me to bring it. Are many different nations in the world, but in my heart, the Gold Coast was number one priority, but number one priority, the doors closed. It's a bit hard, isn't it, when the doors close on a vision you've had? It's good we can dream again, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we can grab the vision and run with it. So when, when we're looking at binding, what does binding the strong man do? Well, bind means to forbid. So when we say, I bind you, strong man, what we're saying is, strongman, man, I forbid you from operating. And I cancel all your assignments under your rule. I would say against me, against my family. I already prayed before, prayed for each one of you and your families. You know who you represent. Because we want to see more than just one or two, don't we? We want to see families start coming back to God again. Because when the families, uh, you, you, you know, are full of God, praising God, uh, then peace comes to a community. The enemy is trying everything to break everything up, isn't he? But I've got a saying. I've been saying it for years. God is bigger. He's bigger than anything that the enemy can come along. I've had my life threatened three times by the enemy. And somehow God gave me the courage to, to break through. So, what's under Helen Death's influence? It's the shortest one, so I'm bringing that tonight. What is under Helen Death's rule? Well, the influence says that uh, what Jesus did on the cross is not valid. How many pastors are under this? Healing's not for today. When the apostles died, you know, the miracle stopped. So we see how many are under this influence of hell and death. It says, no, that's not valid today. We put our trust in uh, doctors and surgeons and politicians and economics. Not working these days much, is it? No, we know that God directs surgeons and politicians, economies, but the word says he raises up and he also brings down. There's gonna be some bringing down very shortly. I think, that, I think the vision's already been one. Just walk, walk, walking it out, seeing it come to pass in reality. So in Psalm 18 verse three, is a psalmist calling out and he's saying, I call to the Lord because he is worthy of praise. And I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. In my distress. Oh, I'll have to put this a bit bigger next time. Yeah. <laughs> the cords of the grave coiled around me and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord and I cried out to God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry cry came before him to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. You know, this is what God does when we cry out to him. When the enemy is having a real go at us. Smoke rose from his nostrils and consuming fire came from his mouth, burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and he came down. Dark clouds under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and he flew and he soared the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him and dark rain clouds were in the sky. But out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced. With hailstones and bolts of lightning, the Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he rooted them, and the valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundation of the earth was laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord. I was talking last week about why do we say the Lord rebuke you instead of I rebuke you? (laughs) We've got the authority. The only thing is I tried you know, to rebuke Satan and I had areas of sin in my life I hadn't dealt with and he wiped the floor with us like we saw when people uh, just started doing deep, deep uh, stuff. But there was too much in their lives to be able to withstand the enemy's attack. I believe that's why the Lord give me and quite a few others in different nations this, this message. When Moses um, went up the mountain to talk with God, you, you know, he said, tell the others they can come up too. But they saw the lightning and the heard the thunder and they got scared. So they said, well, you go and tell us what he said and, and then we'll do it. Well, they did some of it, but not much of it. And God is calling us now to go deeper, you know, come into a deeper experience in relationship with him. Shared a little bit of my testimony, I, you know, if dad's home, run. (laughs) And then people say, oh, God is such a loving father, just come to him. Well, everything in my soul, you know, my mind, my emotions, even physically was, no, dad's home, run. It takes a while to get rid of those deep seated beliefs, you know, that goes way down into your spirit. That's one of the reasons why we're here, isn't it? So that we can see those things broken, so people can come and see how wonderful Father God is. It goes on and it said, verse 17, He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. Not everybody has parents who love them and teach them about who God is. I know I was sharing my testimony once, and there's a lady who said, If I had a testimony like yours, I would share too. I don't have a testimony. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents taught me about God and Jesus and Holy Spirit. I didn't rebel. And I married as a virgin who was also a virgin so I don't have a testimony. (laughs) You know, I said, that's the best. That is the best testimony. If you can stand up and give a testimony like that in the world we're living in, that's the best. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. People are wanting to hear from people who who went through what they're in and that they actually came out the other end. People need to hear, don't they? Not the bad news, you know, there's lots of bad news. You can address the bad news on your, on, your, uh, on your mission to get through to the good news. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. They confronted, uh, he brought me into a spacious place and he rescued me because he delighted in me. You know, I'd gone through so much damage as a daughter of a father who left when mum was pregnant. Then he would come home, and mum would give him months and months of, sort of things that we kids had done. So we'd get that six months of obedience, and then he'd be gone. Amazing man. You know, he was secretary to the Admiral in the Ministry of Defence. Very well respected. Mm. But some people, they just not good father or husband material because they've been too damaged themselves. It took me a while before I could actually forgive him. You know, forgiveness is not just cheap, is it? You know, you know it's like there are stages of forgiveness. It was a marvelous thing for me when I realized that God loves me because he delights in me. I was always waiting for the boom door to come down the gate. You know, oh this is great, but oh just a minute is behind me, you know. There's another one. Huh. I'm glad I'm glad he got that out of me. I don't think I would have lasted if that was, you know, everyday story. So Romans 6 verse 23. It says the wages of sin is death so when we sin it opens a door for the influence of the strong man of hell and death so we have to be really careful you, you know some people say the devil made me do it well it can't make you do it unless you give him room <laughs> you know something within us that he finds uh, delightful when we sin So then we come under the influence of the strong man of hell and death. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56. It says the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, verse 1, one of my favorite verses. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life to us, sets us free from the law of sin and death. Oh, I love that verse. Really set me free. For what the law was powerless to do, uh, because the Spirit... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Bigger writing next week. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh... God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law would be fully met. For us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I mean, I thought it was really great that I was a survivor, but you know what? You can survive, but it's not full freedom, is it? Oh, I survived. Yeah, well, how about <laughs> how about overcoming? Be overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's why I love to bring testimony you know, from stories in Scripture and from in my life and the life of people I've counseled over the years that give their permission. When we hear a testimony of a person that's gone through where we've got, where we're at, and they came through it, they want to listen to us. It doesn't always matter how many degrees you've got. It matters, uh, you know, how did you do it. But, of course, the thing is, we didn't. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. So what shall we, or we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know, a survivor, overcomer, more than a conqueror. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height or the depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Tell you what, the enemy tries, doesn't he? Put a wedge between us and our, our, our God and our Jesus. Revelation 20, verse 14. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire, When the book of life was opened. Hmm. You you know, a world ruler is not a demon that you can just cast into the lake. (laughs) You know, Jesus is going to do that at his coming. And so it's like, I'm not nullifying anybody's authority, but it's like, Jesus is going to deal with that at his coming. In the meantime, we've been given the power and authority to bind the strong man so we can take take the goods Proverbs 3 verse 5 trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones And then I I preached a message from James.
0: Hmm.
2: All those years ago, that time when we had the, yeah. (laughs) You know, we had some major ministers that preached a lot of uh, faith and prosperity. And I brought this message. (laughs) Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature lacking like in nothing. If anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own sinful desires. And they are enticed. Then after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Didn't really hear that much from pulpits. You know, it's not a popular message. So the leader of the Bible College of Faith, Life Bible College, said, preach that again, you'll never preach here. And he took my notes for the whole week and ripped them in half. Now preach it. You know, sometimes you've got to go through stuff like that. You, you know, there was a, a pastor who was in revival and he said, who, who wants heart surgery? You know, God's going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. Who wants a new heart? We all put our hands up. Of course we want a new heart. He says, but you know he's got to take the old out before he can put the new one in? <laughs> uh, do you want heart surgery, you know, open heart surgery, or do you want the drip method? But after a week, we all said, can we have the trip? <laughs> yeah, okay. Proverbs 2, verse 12. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left this straight path to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the, in the, in the perseverance of evil. Those paths are crooked and who are devious in all their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman. Well, I've met a lot of adulterous men. You know, it's not just a woman thing, is it? Adultery leads to death. Now, I've had pastors and leaders say to me, oh, but I shouldn't have married my first wife. This one was the one who God had for me. You know, it's like... (laughs) You can't convince me. You've got five kids, you know. This beautiful young one turns up. So now he's sure that, you know, he said to God, I'm sorry I married the wrong one, but now I've got the right one. So then he said to us, Will you bless us? And of course we said, No. You know, if you divorce and remarry, that's one thing. But to say that God uh, is going to forgive you by saying, Sorry I married the wrong one doesn 't quite work like that, does it there's a spirit that comes when you when you commit adultery. It is so strong I have, I have seen so many struggle to get out of this you can 't do it in your own strength because it 's under the the strong man of hell and death that 's why we need to bind the strong man first because what we used to do is we do the breaking of soul ties. We do, do the prayer, forgive. But it wasn't happening. They do it again a week after. You know, we want something that lasts. You know, it doesn't just last till the next time. Well, that's that when we bind the strong man first. Then we can take the goods. So if you minister to anybody who's into adultery, sexual sin like that, bind the strong man of fell death first. And then go in and take take the goods. It talks about those who are perverse, who have left the straight path and walked in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in all their ways. But wisdom will save you. Surely the adulteress, her house leads to death and her path to the spirits of the dead. For her house leads to death. Twice in one verse. Where when something's repeated twice in one verse, it means pay attention. This is worthy of attention. Proverbs 5, verse 3 says For the lips of the adulteress drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end it's bitter as gall. We saw quite a lot of that, didn't we, And Yeah. It doesn't lead to good stuff. You know, we, we were called out of touch. <laughs> you know, we said we're sorry, we've repented. Well, well, saying sorry is not repentance, much more than that. It goes on to say, Our feet go down to death and her steps lead to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path that's far from it. Don't go near the door of the house. Lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to the one who is cruel, lest strangers feast on your wealth. I think we've all heard stories, haven't we? Even within, you know, in Christian churches. I'm just mentioning what opens the door to death and hell. Well, you see, the thing is, we can confess our sin, but we do need to repent. You know, confessing your sin is like, well, I will confess my sin, even in front of people, the blood of Jesus cleanses, a quarter of an hour later you can go out and do it again. We need more than just confession of sin. Yes, the blood of Jesus is all powerful. But you speak to those that tried not to do it and then met met the person a few hours later. It's stronger than our ability to overcome. I found out when John the Baptist said, Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. You, you, you know, he, he was saying, when you repent, you've got good fruit. So a person who has not got good fruit, they haven't repented. Repentance is a spirit. It's called the power and spirit of Elijah, and that—that that was the message that John the Baptist came with. He will go on before the—he will go on before the Lord in the power and spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children, or else I will strike the land with a curse. But many people said that curse came really strong after the Second World War, when all the fathers went to war and children were born fatherless. It's a spirit. Yeah, confess your sin. The blood of Jesus will cleanse you. But then I'd say now you need to ask God for the anointing of the power and spirit of Elijah. They, they produce fruit then. We we can't we can't do it in our own strength. It's all about His power, His strength. That, that wasn't my message tonight. I just said that in passing, but. At the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and body are spent if you lose your honor and dignity to one who is cruel. I was a victim for 40 years. I was on medication for depression for 20 years. And then I was called mentally ill. You, you know, you don't get to that, that point overnight. Something that you know, kind of gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I heard a song once, oh, happy day, and Jesus washed my sins away. I, I knew the happy day. You know, this is, this is a message we want to bring, isn't it? You know, if you look at the word happy in English, you know, in the Greek language, hap, it means if you have a change of circumstance. It has to do with circumstances. I will be happy, you know, if I win the lottery. Or I'll be happy if I can possess that, 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 that woman, that man. Lord, just send me a husband. I'll be happy all my life. And then the married ones say, Lord, please let me be single again. Huh. Sorry, I, I kind of say it as it is, yeah. They used to call me the velvet brick. <laughs> Soft and smooth. <laughs> and then I had an altar call, and I'll come running up the front for prayer. It's a gift, isn't it? I'm so privileged. <laughs> Proverbs eighteen twenty one: The tongue has the power of life or death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And John three fourteen. We know we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. That's a biggie, isn't it? I just don't like that person. I definitely don't love them. Oh, okay, you've submitted to the strong man of hell and death. It's not an easy one, is it? Huh. Psalm 107, 17. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and they suffered affliction because of their iniquity. They loved all kind of food and drew near to the gates of death. What is that that talking about? Anorexia nervosa, bulimia. You know, we thought it was a new disease. No, it's mentioned in Psalms. I've had psychiatrists send their patients to me who are dying because they won't eat can you help them one lady i only had an hour and a half then i was catching a plane somewhere else so i asked the lord first it's a good thing to do lord what's on your heart for this person you know you can't just say a prayer without you know knowing that that prayer is going to be affected. I mean, he'd been counseling her for 10 years, and now she's going to die in a few months. So I asked the Lord, you know, what, what, what is it that's causing this? He says she's a victim of incest. Isn't it good to be close to God? You can, hear his, you can hear his voice so clearly. So I've got an hour and a half to meet this lady and reveal to her that she's committing dignified suicide. That's not in the counseling manuals, is it? But I had to tell her. You, you, you know, you realize, of course, you're going to die in a few months. I felt the Lord tell me it was a brother. I said to her, tell me about your brother. Will you forgive him? She said, never. That's why we need the gifts of the Spirit. You know, you can get right to the point. You don't have to spend hours and years. Oh, she was so mad at me. Huh. I mean, I'm catching a plane in another hour, so... <laughs> but, you, you know, I really felt for her because my daughter had that too. I had to live through that. I said, well, if you're not going to forgive your brother, will you at least ask God to help you to forgive? She said, yeah, okay. So she prays. All right, God, she wants me to pray, so I'm doing it. <laughs> I said, it doesn't work like that. You've got to do it from your heart, not from mine. <laughs> so she says, all right, all right, God, help me. So she left. I thought, she, I thought that she would um, probably die see a brother committed incest with her and now her brother's getting married in a couple of months about the time when she will die i said if you forgive him maybe you could be his bridesmaid you know if looks could kill i'd be dead you know it's like let's get real you know we've got to realize we have got to face some reality somewhere anyway she left i thought i'd failed her and then i got a phone call from a psychiatrist he said, what did you do with that woman? I said, why is she dead? He said, no, she's, a brother's, she's been a brother's bridesmaid. <laughs> I said, did she really? <laughs> I said, I thought that she wouldn't do it. He said, well, something touched her because she signed herself into a hospital and you know, got all the you know, body built up again got counseling and she decided to forgive you know people are looking for the really hard thing to do i know i know when the pastor who who i was over in the healing i was under in the healing homes he said diane you need to forgive him i said is there another way it's not easy God gives us his grace and His spirit of forgiveness. Hmm. Psalm 23, verse 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me and your rod and staff, they comfort me. So what's the valley of the shadow? They usually bring this at funerals, but it's talking about the shadow of death. I call it the what-ifs or the if-onlys. If only I hadn't said that, if only I hadn't done that. All the if only's. If only that hadn't have happened. You know, these are the things, that the shadow. Regrets of the past. You you know, living in regrets is only gonna drag you down. Hmm. It leads to hopelessness, depression, and anxious mind. Deuteronomy 28:15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and you do not follow his commands and decrees that I'm giving you today, all these curses will come upon you. I shared last week about those curses, you know, on every family member that had a firstborn baby who died. We were cursed because my grandfather was a Satanist. Father was a 30-degree Freemason. My grandmother was a, oh, what you call them, medium. So on both sides, death came in through occult practices, curses. So curses come through disobedience, whether it's ours or whether it's our uh, forefathers before us. That was a message I was thrown out of town with. (laughs) It's all done at the cross. I said, I know it is, but how many people can grab it? You know, you've got to have faith to grab the truth and faith is built on hope. But if you've lost hope, you can't have faith. So it brings a spirit of heaviness Makes you feel half asleep or only half alive. Hell and death comes against ministers, especially evangelists. It affects the hearing, the seeing, and the speaking. So it be anything that can stop you speaking. You know, maybe just before you're going to share a message, you, you, you get sinusitis and headaches and then you lose your voice, you know, that type of thing. It's a physical complaint, but it is rooted in, in uh, the physical symptoms of hell and death, trying to knock you out before you can get anybody saved. Hearing, seeing and speaking, sinus problems, hurt, heart murmurs, upper respiratory infections Some people, you know, they they get flu and they're over it in a few days. And then other people are under this, uh, they get secondary infections, probably end up in hospital with pneumonia. You, you, You know, it's just a downward spiral. So when I started teaching on this and people started doing it, it was amazing what was happening. I've been to South Korea 146 times only ones ever asked, uh, are are you teaching English? I said, oh, my English teacher would love to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, God's bigger than being told you can't do that, especially if you're wanting to do God's will. It brings doubts. One of the main doubts is, are we being effective? oh, every time I was about to preach, I got this one. You've got the wrong message. They're not going to listen to that one. So I'm kind of in the 10 minutes before I'm due to speak. I'm saying, oh, Lord, give me another message. <laughs> give me the right one. It was always the right one. I just had to get that out of my mind, you know, those doubts. Those doubts of um, brings fears, fear of death. When I was overseas for a long trip, I always have dreams or these thoughts sometimes that my children are in danger. <laughs> it, re- it really, it really affected me in the area of you, you know how bold I could be until I realised I'm under the influence of hell and death. You know, trying to give doubts as to whether my children would be safe or not. And then God spoke to me once and said, you take care of my business, I'll take care of yours. Hmm. Fear of losing our salvation. That's a biggie. Not sure I'm really saved. It's not my message tonight, but it's part of it. Brings many, many temptations in the area of what we call the three G's. Gold, gals, and glory. (laughs) I preach this in Malaysia. You know, many evangelists, you know, they commit adultery while out on the road. Well, we know what that means, but in Malaysia, they think that they're actually committing adultery on the road. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I learned about cultural uh, evangelism. Gold, well... You know, over here in Australia, that's not a problem. (laughs) You know, you're not in it for the gold. (laughs) You know, I was invited to go back to America. They said, we'll give you $3,000 every seminar. Do a week of seminars, keep you going for years, and then you come back to Australia. (laughs) No, we won't go there. But but I'm back, I'm back. Gold, girls, and glory. You know, we sang tonight, you deserve the glory. Wasn't it anointed? Yeah. Yeah. It's those who take the glory for themselves. That's something I have to fight all the time in Asia because they want to put you on a pedestal so high, you're going to fall off it. You, You know, it's like Paul saying, is it Paul, John? You know, don't worship us worship Jesus, they're just ordinary men. So it was, I'm just an ordinary woman who God made extraordinary through the anointing. Wasn't what I did right. I had a girlfriend, she'd been a missionary all her life. You, you know, she gave up her fiance to follow Jesus. It's a big price. She said, you did everything wrong, and look at this, you're anointed now. I got filled with the Spirit, and she was so angry. Why would God do that for you? I said, maybe because I asked for it. (laughs) But she was still in the, you know, the doctrine of, uh, well, it couldn't be God, because all that stopped when the miracles, all the miracles stopped when the apostles died. So how, how do we deal with it? Well, first of all, it's confess the sin, isn't it? Blood if Jesus comes and cleanses, then bind the strong man that is over that particular thing. In Jude, Jude verse 8, I, I can't go into all of it today, but I'll probably bring more as we go along. In the same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies they reject authority and slander celestial beings. <laughs> Remember what happened with the pig? <laughs> we're having a pig for a big barbecue, so they named. What did they name the pig? Is it, yeah, Legion. <laughs> and so they were cooking it in a shed. So what happened was the pig exploded. <laughs> you know, it was like. You know, they thought it was funny, but we're dealing with real stuff, you know. Pig legion, yeah. So it's like you reject uh, authority and slander celestial beings. And sometimes that goes beyond well, what is good. Yeah, there is a fact that we have authority. <laughs> I don't know, I had someone say, you, you know, Satan's like that roaring lion, but he's got no teeth. And, and we'd say stuff that was slandering. Of course, it was Jesus that had, had uh, all the authority. He was a lion of Judah. And so, for us, if you want to rebuke uh, the strong man of hell and death, and you've got areas of your life that not good, you probably wipe the floor with you. I'm not taking away authority. I'm just saying, you know, if you've got those areas in your life, that's what's going to be attacked first of all. Yeah, I got kicked out of one town because I said, you know, say the Lord rebuke you. Like like there's a few scriptures that talk about that. They said, You're taking away our authority. I said, No, I'm not. We all have authority. but we need wisdom also at times, don't we? So that's my message on binding the strong man of hell and death. And some of the things that we do, that invite that strong man of hell and death to come in. And of course, under the strong man of hell and death is all the demons too, you know, that brings disease, you know, that brings, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking at the time. Are we okay? Are we okay? Yeah, good so do you get the idea of of how we open the door to the strong man of hell and death and yet you know just call out to God and he parts the heavens and he comes down and yeah and then when I started doing that and started getting a lot of healing then the anointing got stronger and then the doors opened The reason why a lot of people are not getting doors opened is because of disobedience. The greatest weapon in spiritual warfare is obedience. You know, do what the Lord's telling. It's not always a popular message. When I heard Pastor Gary saying, our church believes in reformation, I said, I want to come here. I've been preaching that for so many years. We need reform before you can have full-on revival. Pentance, affirmation, revival. I've been in four different revivals in different countries, and they all say the same. Revival has a certain sound. Uh, I was over there in... Um, It was in Indonesia, and they would got the Indonesian revival. And I was invited to go to this Bible college where this guy who brought the revival in, his name was uh, Nuba Agong, which means praise the king. (laughs) Well, there was this guy, You, you know, we're in this house. All the married couples get double beds and windows, whereas if you're single, you're out in the porch with no screens, you know, dogs and chucks and snakes underneath you, it was then that I said, Lord, I need to be married to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's another story, yeah. But But the thing about it is, it's like when we got the wisdom and we got the message, we would then bind the strongman before we started counselling people, before we made decisions. I'm not saying that we were right 100 percent of the time, but so what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, make make a little bit of time. If if you see it, you know, why don't we just confess it? You know, words are not cheap. I know it's a saying that we have, but they're not. When I said to that lady with anorexia who's going to die, you, you know, I said to her, "You need to ask him to help you to forgive, because you can't do it, you don't want to do it, but at least speak out the word. Uh, and, and you know the whole thing of, well if it's not in your heart, it's not going to help. Well well, just do it. Try it. You know, we've got to start somewhere, don't we? You know. So it's like, Lord, that's me. I mean, I mean, I've been caught in this trap, those who are too strong for me. I find a lot of Christians that they didn't tell anybody about their weakness. They think if I tell you my weakness, you're not going to love me. I didn't tell anybody about being a victim of incest, being a victim of rape. And being a part of a family that was cursed. You know, I've, they rejected me when I, I told them I was divorced once. Didn't tell them about the other times. You, you, you know, that, that's live in the raw. Huh. I don't mean to offend, but what, what I'm saying is, you, you, you know, we need help because we can't do it on our own. I tried. I tried to be good. But when you've got this stuff that's um, coming against you, you need to at least use the authority that God's given you. It might only be a quiet uh, squeak of a voice, but at least it's words have power. Hmm. And your words have the power of life or death. So, when I was always saying, "I'm never going to get out of this," well, the Satan heard that, yeah, I can help that, yeah. so uh sometimes I don't always know how to finish a message <laughs> <laughs> how to bring it, but think what what i what I would say, let's do something about it, and let's just not just hear it and then leave you, you know uh, first time. I heard a message that was spirit filled I said Lord if you ever let me bring a message I want to tell people how to do it because you'll be told you've got to do this or you've got to do that you have no idea how to and, and so I said I'll tell them how to and then he opened all these doors to ministry because people want to know well how. but you start off right in the basics Father it's me I I I'm in mean, I'm in need of of uh, prayer. So what we do is start off by confessing that which we know. You know, I think the main thing is confessing. Lord, I've been under the influence of hell and death. So would you forgive me when I did this, or when I did that? So shall we start there? And. Uh, I'll just lead you. I'll be speaking out some things, but it's your prayer. You don't have to repeat exactly what I'm saying when when we're naming the sins because your your sin might be different than the person next to you. The other one is honouring your father and your mother. You know, if you don't honour your father and your mother, then, you, you know, you'll come out with influence and... Uh, and going through what I went through I thought, how can you honour bad behaviour? But the thing about it, it didn't say honour bad behaviour, it said honour your father and your mother. Because they gave you life. So uh it's gonna get real, eh? Would you like would you like to pray? I'll I'll lead you and then see where Holy Spirit you. Let's pray. Father, I come before you now in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And Father, I just want to confess where I have submitted to the strong man of hell and death. Mm -hmm. So Father, I confess and you know you don't have to shout it out, but you know, words have to come out of your mouth. I confess, you know, there's all those perverse sexual sins, but it's not all about that. It's about did I, did I stop loving? It says if you if you stop loving, you're under that hell and death. Got to start somewhere, don't we? Yeah. There's so many scriptures that tell us what the root causes of many diseases are. But it's like what we're doing is we're going to the root, not not dealing a lot with details. We're looking at what what was the root of the problem here. Father, forgive me where I rebelled against your word. Forgive me where I said I would do it and I didn't. Forgive me for blaming others that's a big one today, isn't it? Oh, Lord, I would really serve you. But I've got kids and not much money. But well, I found out that doesn't really matter to God. Because if that's a problem and you do it and you move towards it, that's when it comes in. Not when you give me the money I will. It's I'll just move towards it. I, I, I went over to... Um, yeah, there was a friend in Bible College, she was in Switzerland. And I thought, I've never been to Switzerland, that'd be nice. And so she said, if you come over, you, you, you know, you can stay in, in, in my apartment. I've got no money. She said, don't worry about money, because if you just meet me at this station, on this, this train at night, we'll meet you. I've got one American dollar in my purse. And I, I get to the station. I say, I need to, get to, uh, I need to get to this town. And I'm looking at all the signs. You know, you know, it's not the same in French as it is in English. And I don't know which platform to go to. And I've got one dollar and I've got my 10-year-old daughter. And I'm supposed to ring a mother up and tell her I was there. So I used that to ring a mother up, and the mother didn't speak English. She thought I was a hoax call, so she just slammed it down. So I'm here. It's it's getting late at night. I'm saying, oh, Lord, I need a miracle. You know, it's like, you know, a woman and a child that late at night with no money. It's it's pretty dangerous. I used to look back on that and think, what a foolish thing to do. But that time I was full of zeal, you know. I'm do it. Anyway, I'm just praying and my do- my daughter just says, "Mom, look." And there's this guy running down the steps. He's got jeans and a white t-shirt with uh, shoulder-length hair, blonde. And he comes running down the steps and he says, "Be quick, get you- get your cases." You know me, and my daughter, we had our cases. "Be quick, the trains about to go." So we go over the steps, across the platform and down, and he shoves us on the, pla- on the train, and the train takes off. So I'm turning around, and he's gone. Huh? Huh. Oh, you have little faith. You know, I said, anybody here speak English? You know, I don't speak French. Can you tell me where, where this train's going? <laughs> Sometimes you've just got to, you know, be a little bit real. A bit of a laugh, you know what are you doing getting on a train and you don't know where it's going well they didn't, they didn't compute the angel thing.